Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. DMVR Fantasy. Dr. Dre. Really Dr. Sorbo here of international fame the superstar producer of DNVR. But in this show that's presented by the homies at DraftKings, where new users can use that code DNVR and get some amazing golfers. Uh, first bet, $5 to win $150 on an NFL money line. Kale, you beat me by a fraction of a point in the DNVR league this week. Michael Pittman gets a third down and is just inches away from getting me that dub, cannot convert fourth down. Thus, the Pittman and my team's chances all die right then and there on Monday night. It was kind of insane to follow along. I can't believe we haven't even talked about it yet. That just tells you how much is going on these days in the world of Denver sports and beyond. Um, so congrats, man. Congrats. That's all I, have to say. I had to sweat. I had to sweat that one out. I was watching Monday night football. Just trying. <laughs> same as you, because I kind of needed this win for, I'm the number two seed right now. So right. I kind of want to hold on to that. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm merely proud of that. Um, with a disastrous season coming to a miserable end for my team, that I'm still putting up a fight against contenders and making you sweat it out and watch Monday night. Uh, glued to your TV. If that's the one dub I can take from this horrible fantasy season in that league, I will take it. I've had, you know, my big money league. I'm one in 11. So oh, that's man. the type of season I've had. I'm in a dynasty where I'm just dominating, but it's a super flex. And my quarterbacks are Jameis and Matthew Stafford. And everyone keeps hoarding all the other quarterbacks. Um, I'm literally considering Bryce, a Bryce Perkins trade for one of my fourth rounders. So yeah. Wow. Rough. Rough. It's a Debbie league. So I've already drafted Bryce young. So the cavalry is on its way, but it's, uh, it's tough, tough, tough to figure this out, but no time for chit chat here. Fantasy playoffs, depending on your league week away, two weeks away, but they're right on the verge. It's time to really, you know, reassess where we're at with all these fantasy superstars and do our usual slate of the NFL as we prep for Thursday night this week. Um, So, yeah, man, let's get into it. Thursday night, actually a good one against Bills and Patriots, and we start with the Bills at Detroit. Um, And I think my biggest note is the Amon Ra breakout this is what people who drafted him so high we're waiting for and um 
it's nice to see those returns. Also, Jamal Williams keeps being an absolute boost. Yeah, I mean, he's just been a goal line monster. I think he leads the league in rushing touchdowns. I mean, how uh, could he not? Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I just buy this Lions offense as a yep. whole. Yeah. To be honest, I really yes. like it. I Amon Ra's playing well. I like DJ Chark now that he's back healthy as a second option. And huge. Obviously, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are both really good backs. I mean, it's just an offense to buy in on. And I think they're going to start putting up points. So I don't think there's a bad option across the whole offense. Yeah, it's an offense I buy into and it's very available because I don't think everyone's on that. So um, all in, man. Love what Dan Campbell's doing over there to to make it work. Also, their O-line, not fantasy related. The O-line's making everything work. I'll keep talking about it till the cows come home. Um, Giants at Cowboys. I think my biggest fantasy takeaway here is uh, where's our Saquon concern meter at? Uh, not that high. Uh, I still think he's really the workhorse of that offense. No doubt. Um, and so, like, it's sort of back to the one of those conversations we've had a couple times about a couple, a couple different players. Are you not going to start Saquon? Like, yeah. Yep. You know, like what's the, what's the better option there? So uh, you can be concerned all you want, but you're going to start him. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's you a great can... point. I, um, I, it, it does seem like the giants are becoming far too easy to game plan against. And you just stop Saquon his six targets four receptions do give me a little hope there. So I guess you've got that going for you, but, uh, my concern is is commencing, but as you said, like you at this point in the season, you gotta dance with the guys that got you here. So ride it out with Saquon. No other options. What do you make of that Cowboys backfield that every I know like we have this conversation all the time, but I just don't know what to do with it. I've got Tony Pollard in some week leagues and he goes off some weeks and just like other weeks he's not startable. Yeah, I mean, you're comforted by the 18 carries to Zeke 16. You're comforted that that's an offense that's going to be able to, you know, run it 39 times a game like they did on Thanksgiving against one of the best run defenses in the NFL. He's a bit of a feast or famine back. He really is. I mean, he'll he'll break some off. He's really an outside runner. And then there'll be some mm. where he doesn't necessarily, you know, so... Again, though, if you've got them on your roster, how many valid alternatives are you going to have? Not not many, and certainly none with his his ceiling. His ceiling, as far as running backs go in the league right now, is probably top three, four, five. Uh, yeah, so totally. You gotta you gotta kind of take it, and yeah, he's gonna make you cringe some weeks, but uh, he should bounce back and and pay you off others. Um, Pats, Vikings, ooh, you know, Justin Jefferson. Wow, what a player, what a stud. That Vikings offense, just awesome. It's just awesome. I mean, and we can talk about Justin Jefferson for a second here because he deserves his accolades, absolutely. Um, just an absolutely monster game and a monster player. We all know that he's a stud and going to be a stud for years to come. Um, really with the upside of, you know, maybe the best wide receiver in the league type upside. 
So yeah. we can talk about him, but do you know who's quietly having a really good year is Adam Thielen. He's getting in the yes. end zone. He's catching balls. Yes. He, for his age, is just having a great solid year. I start him in a couple leagues, and he's not necessarily a high ceiling guy, but he is a really high floor guy where he just catches passes and gets the work done. And so I really liked Adam Thielen. And then Dalvin Cook, now that he's healthy, yeah. Yeah. is really just playing well. And I like that. I like love that offense. Thielen, you found him at great value. Great value. Um, mm-hmm. And this Pats offense, sneaky, starting to put up some points. Ramondre keeps being consistent. Hunter Henry Hunter has Henry. been good. Ramondre yeah. has been really consistent. Those are my yeah. two guys, especially this week coming up. Damian Harris looks like he's going to be out. So big Ramondre week coming in. He would sort of be my guy to watch in that offense, especially with their matchups coming up. They're really been a run-heavy team. I like the way that line is playing. So I, I like Ramondre and it's going to be moving forward. I think he's going to be huge come, come playoffs, playoffs times. And I think he's yeah. the better back in that, in that backfield, mm-hmm. even though they're going to split carries because they're the Pats. That's what they do. Yeah. In the AFC East, lots of cold weather games coming up. He's, he's the bell cow you want on your side. Uh, we spent a lot on some really exciting Thanksgiving games. We'll move a little quicker on some of these ho-hum ones. Houston at Miami. Ugh. Jordan Aikens, noteworthy. Uh, maybe the bigger note is with Kyle Allen at quarterback. Just stay away. I'm sorry, Damian Pierce owners. Like this, this Texans office is is not salvageable. Sorry, Damian Pierce owners. I mean, he I think he has 16 carries for 15 yards over the last two weeks or something like that. It's yeah, it's a disaster. Let me get that stat exactly right here. Um, 16 yards on 15 carries. So I had those numbers flipped over the last two weeks. I mean, it's unsalvageable. I'm really sorry for Damian Pierce owners, but there's really nothing to get to there. Yeah. On the other side of the football though, uh, Jeff Wilson continues to get work with, mm-hmm. uh, Raheem Mostert being out, um, didn't have the greatest week, but did catch three passes and ended up getting into the end zone. So I still think he's a startable running back there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, big guns coming back for the Bengals. That's always exciting with uh, mm-hmm. Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. They've got a huge game against the Chiefs this week. Um, Broncos don't want to spend much time on this, but DJ Moore with Sammy D. That's the top 20 wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah, they seem to have that really good connection. DJ Moore was awesome. And uh, that running, that running back, those running backs put up numbers this week. So. Yeah. Yeah. They sure did. Um, I and mean, Donta Foreman had what 120 yards or something like that. Yeah, I, I believe a buck twenty three. Um, yeah, uh, I I I don't want to spend any more time on this. Uh, it just makes me. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of offenses that look different with a different quarterback, wow, Mike White gave a facelift to this Jets offense. Um, Garrett Wilson and then Zonovan Knight. All of a sudden, you know, you're a struggling Damon Pierce owner, Zonovan staring you in the face as maybe the guy, um, for that Jets backfield right now. Yeah, James Robinson, a surprise inactive. He is apparently falling to fourth on that depth chart there. You don't love to see that, but Garrett oh. Wilson, just a monster week. Yeah, five receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, what's what's even more. Uh, promising about it is he's doing a lot of work on not a lot of targets. He ran 28 routes 
that should go up as they sort of find some more trust in this offense um, moving forward. So with yeah. Mike White sort of establishing himself as that starter, I would expect that to go up even more. Maybe not the yard total or the touchdown total, but Garrett Wilson, I think, moving into the playoffs mm-hmm. is going to be a bona fide startable wide receiver one. Yes, sir. He, um, If Mike White stays, he's he's a big one. Um, and I guess staying on this theme of new quarterbacks, not as new as Mike White or Sam Darnold, but Tyler Heineke really making a difference for this commandos offense. Mm. Uh, Brian Robinson, the big breakout this week, uh, right after we were exalting Antonio Gibson the week prior. I I need to eat some crow on this one because I was the Antonio Gibson guy. I, I said, bye, bye, bye. And Brian Robinson just had a monster week. Yeah. Uh, 18 carries, 105 yards. He caught some passes too. He had a receiving yep. touchdown. I mean, just was one of the highest scorers in um, fantasy this week. And, you know, there you are with, uh, there you are with, on the Falcon side of things, Zacchaeus coming out of nowhere and having a big game too. So he might be startable. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I would sort of avoid this Falcons offense if it were me. Cause I think it's going to yep. be a lot of feast or famine. It's fallen um, off a cliff, man. They used to be a high score in offense. They f- teams have figured it out. It's fallen off a cliff. Yeah. So, but Brian Robinson jr. If you're, you're stoked, if you're a Brian Robinson manager right now. So, yep. hundred percent. Um, Let's go to the Browns, who should have a quarterback change coming and how that could change the offense. Bucks, on the other hand, still very low scoring, but the passing offense keeps being quite prolific. Chris Godwin, the big beneficiary of it on this day with 12 receptions on 13 targets for 110 yards and one touchdown. Yeah, big, big week for uh, Chris Godwin and Nick Chubb just continues to be a monster. Um, absolute monster. I would be concerned for Kareem Hunt for sure. Uh, he's still running more routes yeah. than Nick Chubb is, so he's supposed to be that pass catching, but he's not yeah. getting targeted that often. We don't know how that's going to change with the quarterback situation, but great point. I know that this offense, I know that this offense is going to continue to work through Nick Chubb as that workhorse, even with uh, Deshaun coming back. So mm-hmm. I would really put my stock into Nick Chubb, maybe see how this cream hunt thing is going to go out. I'd give him, you've got two weeks till fantasy playoffs. I'd give him this week, see how that sort of shakes out and then make a game time decision come playoffs. Yeah, I think that's the smart call. Um, Ravens at Jags. We can get frustrated about this Ravens offense as we typically do. Though Gus Wet Edwards showing signs of life and Lamar keeps getting banked up, which is concerning. But I'm going to go to the other side where this upset was really made from two unexpected um, breakouts in Jamichael Hasty and Jay Zay Jones. Hasty's breakout mostly due to a Travis Etienne injury. I've been low-key on that hasty train for a minute here, so I I feel a little vindicated, and Zay Jones with a monster game. Zay Jones with a monster game. uh, You know, 145 yards, 11 receptions, just a huge, huge game for him. I quietly bought some Zay Jones stocks on this podcast like four weeks ago, and it didn't pay off for me until this week. So here, I'll take my victory lap here. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, uh, and- but anyways, and Trevor Lawrence continues to just improve over the last eight weeks. He's one of the top yep. quarterbacks in the league. So um, he's you, been really, really solid. You were on that T-Law um, train nice and early, man. Credit to you. He fell off for a second, and now he's back. And uh, if perchance you were like, I don't know, someone who bought into Justin Fields or Marcus Mariota, he might be a great fallback option for you. Yeah, and he's available in a lot of leagues still. So that would be solid. A great fallback option for fantasy owners who have all their fantasy football knowledge, but maybe like us have had some bad calls that have derailed their season is using that knowledge on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, our go-to when betting on anything, World Cup, college hoops, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, you name it, we're locked in on DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, new users can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check it out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. That's where your prop knowledge, uh, predicting a game, can really come in handy. They've got all sorts of amazing boosts, all sorts of amazing offers right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $100, $150, I'm sorry, in free bets if they do only at the King of Sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbooks with that code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Kale, we move on to the fantasy performance of the week in Seattle. An all-timer goes to overtime. Josh Jacobs, star of the show. Man, so much to get into. For starters, Jacobs might be injured. Um, And secondly, so listed as limited in Wednesday's practice, but there's optimism that listed as questionable now he will play. 229 yards, 33 carries. He also led the team in receiving yards with six receptions for 74 yards. Just an insane performance. Man, this Josh McDaniels offense, I did not see that producing one of the top backs in the NFL. I was, look, I was one of the lowest on, I was selling all my Josh Jacobs stock before this season. Uh, I actually gave him, as one of our stayaways in our pre in our pre-draft podcast, I said, stay yep. away. And it um, has backfired on me in a couple leagues. Uh, Cause I could have had him for great value mm-hmm. and people who do have, did get him for good value are reaping the benefits right now. Um, I don't know if he'll ever have a game like that in his career again, but I do know yeah. that he is a stud in fantasy. And so if he is out this week, that's huge. Um, Buy in some maybe Zamir Zamir White, yeah, you know stock yeah. if that ends up happening, um, he should be gettable on waivers. Uh, but just in general, Josh Jacobs, I don't I don't think this injury is going to end up keeping him out for fantasy playoffs and just ride that gravy train as far as you can. Hundred percent. Um, on the Seahawks side, Kenneth Walker concern meter. Couple weeks now where uh, this mercurial rookie has uh, come back down to earth little bit of a rookie wall I think we're seeing here um, towards the end of his first season. Um, 
I yeah. nothing to be too concerned about in dynasty. Um, although I would probably move him into a flex position if you're playing him for upside and, and do something different with your running back positions, um, use him as a flex option. Um, maybe depending on matchup moving mm-hmm. into the playoffs here. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's move on to Chargers at cards. Chargers don't cover in eking out a one-point win. Uh, a few different ways we could go here. You bind this James Conner breakout? Yeah, I am. Uh, James Conner is, is I mean, 25 carries is certainly yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and they don't really have a lot of options right now. Yeah. Marquise Brown came back, was not great. DeAndre Hopkins looks like not his mm-hmm. full self. Mm-hmm. Trey McBride has not been the guy that they want, wanted him to be after the injury to Zach Ertz, obviously. So James Conner's sort of the dude right now that if they're going to move the ball, especially with Kyler being a little bit limited injury-wise, he has to do the workload, so... I guess I'm buying it out of pure necessity because I think he's going to get the workload. And with fantasy, that's half the battle is getting the carries. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, it's really true. Is it, is it too early for me asking you about an Austin Eckler concern meter? Yeah. Obviously he has a big game. He still caught, he, he still had a good game. I mean, only 20 yards on the ground, but he caught 11 passes, man. If you're yeah. in PPR, half PPR, there's no reason to be worried about Eckler. Yeah, it's insane. It's more lat, the week prior, zero touchdowns, not impressive stats. As long as he keeps getting in the end zone, you're happy. But there are some weak. I mean, I think we may be, you know, we knew that that 175 rushing yard day was going to be a bit of an aberration. But um, mm-hmm. he's never been that type of player, yeah. though. He's never been yeah, that exactly like really accumulate. Uh, yards on the ground he's always been a versatile back Mm -hmm. and i think that's where his strength lies and it's going to continue being there he's getting into the end zone whether he's running or receiving so i i would count on that still happening and even if he doesn't if he's going to catch 10 passes a week ride that yeah chiefs at rams it's such a lifeless rams team there's not a ton to take from this uh, Isaiah Pacheco keeps rewarding owners who got on that train early. Uh, my Ooh. biggest question might be Sky Moore, six targets. Sky Moore, and, and not only that, when you when you go back and look at the tape, he's starting to look like a really solid mm-hmm. developmental wide receiver as well. Um, I'd buy him in dynasty leagues. Maybe if you're maybe if you're out of it and you're looking for a buy low candidate uh, at the end of the season to trade mm-hmm. for that yeah. sky Moore would be a target for me right now in that situation, for sure. I don't know how much relevance he's going to have towards the end of the season. This chief's offense really spreads the ball around. Nobody's really, really getting the lion's share of targets outside of Travis Kelsey. So while I buy this offense as a whole, People are getting into the end zone all the time. And Isaiah Pacheco is definitely a startable RB2 at this point. Um, but for sure, I would, I buy this Chiefs offense, but Sky Moore would be more of a futures play for me. I don't know how relevant, especially mm-hmm. going into playoffs with the inconsistency yeah. of yes. a rookie. I, I don't know if I would buy him for this season, but moving forward, I'm buying right. him huge. Yep, absolutely. Um, Niners, just 13 points. Obviously, that defense is the star of the show. I think more noteworthy is Elijah Mitchell comes back, outrushes Christian McCaffrey with four less carries. 
and C-Mac not with the most exciting day? C-Mac didn't have the most exciting day. Did say that he felt something off yeah. his knee mid-game. Yeah. So I think that le- that led to the carry disparity disparity there i do think c-mac is that rb1 but elijah mitchell is a good player he's gonna get the ball they're not gonna use christian mccaffrey especially with his injury history as a workhorse that's just not what's gonna happen going into the playoffs with elijah mitchell healthy he's still startable i just don't think he has that rb1 upside that maybe people Mm -hmm. thought he was gonna have when he went to san francisco i mean over half of his slots last week were in the slot over half of his snaps last week were in the slot as a receiver he's just Kind of being used all over the place. Yeah. And so I really, really, I trust C-Mac as a startable wide receiver. What I I called him a wide receiver, (laughs) a running back (laughs) moving forward. But uh, he might not have that upside that we sort of hoped for when he first got to San Francisco. Yeah. Does he feel like he's kind of in that Tony Pollard tier right now? Yeah. I would put him about there, um, maybe a, a smidge above. Um, he's certainly not in the Eckler, right. Dalvin Cook tier. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. Sunday night Packers at Eagles. Obviously, Miles Sanders is insane. <gasps> Obviously, Jalen Hurts can just Jaylen do Hurts. whatever he wants. Dude, they rushed for what three hundred yards? Three sixty-three, seven point four per carry, forty-nine carries. Three tuds, even Kenneth Gainwell, if if they're going to play like this, might be startable in the flex in some spots. Honestly, though, I think the bigger storylines on the other side, Christian Watson. Wow. Christian Watson's playing great, and he looks like he is the guy in that offense moving forward. Yeah, like a legit dynamic receiver and factor. How much, if you were savvy and picked up Christian Watson, are you skeptical of starting him if A-Rodge is that quarterback? You know, I'm just buying Christian Watson. He looks really good yeah. to me when I watch yeah. him play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think it matters. I who is playing quarterback? I think he's gonna be a startable wide receiver moving forward. I my agree. Concern is with the way that my concern is with the way that offense in general is structured. Um, you never really know what you're going to get from them week in and week out, but that's the big story for sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, you you just like how can you not buy the guy? I do like him more if Jordan loves starting like going forward. I'll just say that. Yep. And then Agreed. Monday night Steelers Colts. Yeah, kind of a ho hum game from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, Najee Harris questionable yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, do we insult Najee more? Um, is Benny Snell even pickupable with all the Najee issues we've had, or do we just stay away from this god awful offense? Yeah. Um, if there's any storyline to me, is that George Pickens, while he maybe doesn't have a huge fantasy day. Uh, remains extremely intriguing. You just see a ton of potential there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't really have any major notes off of this game uh, that I really want to get into, but yep. George Pickens is a high upside, low floor guy like he's been for a while. Yeah, for sure. And just feels like he's 
Chase Claypool 2.0, like we've seen this wide receiver in Pittsburgh for many years now. It just changes name and form, but it's kind of the same guy since like Juju came, basically. All right, favorite segment for everyone before we say goodbye to the people. Streaming defenses this week, Hale. I know this is going to sound sacrilegious, but I like the Bears. I like the Bears defense, especially if Jordan Love is starting at quarterback um, Mm. against the Packers. I think it should be really, really sort of a solid game there. Um, I also like the Steelers against the Falcons. That's I think a good that's going to be a low scoring, low yeah. scoring, mucky game there. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons offense has kind of been figured out. Yeah. And then um, if you can still get the Browns defense, because I know it's available in a couple leagues, that Texans offense is just abysmal. Yeah, if you get to fade uh, Kyle Allen, that is the play of plays. Seahawks defense, if available, might be intriguing against the Rams as well. We need to figure out who's starting at quarterback. But if it's like uh, Bryce Perkins again, Mm. just send it. Just send it. Send it on that for sure. Definitely send it. We've sent it on this podcast. Super producer Kale, thank you so much for your suit analysis. Always a pleasure doing these shows with you. Best of luck to all you listeners on these final couple weeks before we get into the playoffs. We will get into it all next week. Tune in. Leave us your questions. Start sits. Whatever you got. We are out. Good luck this week. Bye.